0: Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and join with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Mr. Andy Crow. Andy, what's going on in the Bluegrass State?
1: Well, hello there.
0: Welcome. We're very we're very formal today.
1: Very formal. Very, very formal today. Very festive. I almost wanted to come on in my best Santa Claus voice and say happy Labor Day, but I thought that would have been overkill. Um. yeah so that's where I'm at I uh man long weekends are awesome in the moment but when I tell you the amount of anxiety and dread I have for going into a short week of work uh, oh. starting tomorrow and I work from home tomorrow um it's real like something is going to happen this week that will send me over the edge
0: so let me tell you about this weekend, right? And so it, we are, re- it
1: may be football practice.
0: <laughs> we are recording this on Labor Day. And so I really have done nothing today. And the way my current work schedule is, right? Being a full time pastor, I, I have Fridays and Saturdays off. Um, although Saturday is always my off day. Well, actually, it never matters because sometimes there's a church event, but I never truly could guarantee I have an off day. But those are generally my off days, Fridays and Saturdays. I have thought all day that today is a Saturday.
1: Oh yeah, um, no. It's, this stuff when I was in full time ministry it blew me up, man.
0: I, I so I thought it was Saturday all day. I've had a little bit of an anxiety attack because I'm like, what am I preaching on tomorrow? I feel completely unprepared, and so tomorrow I'm just going to be lost.
1: Well, just go stand in the pulpit and preach your sermon
0: again. <laughs> there you go. Nobody will listen. Just like Sunday,
1: it'll be it'll be like a normal normal Sunday afternoon for you.
0: But up, crow crows got jokes. I got all the jokes tonight, some of which
1: I've already said and have low key offended you. I just need you to know that we can't go into details because that's for behind the paywall when we get it. Uh, this was almost the last episode of the Hilly and the hipster, still so might almost, be, <laughs> and it still might be. Like, I, I think I struck a nerve. Um, and I'm pretty sure to be blatantly honest, if my grandfather. Uh, if Papa would have heard those words come out of my mouth uh and he was alive, like I I would be the one on the ground and not him. I wholeheartedly
0: believe that. <laughs> and I lashed out. I know I lashed out and it hurt,
1: but <laughs> Ooh, you cut me deep on that one. I knew you didn't mean it, but still,
0: sometimes. Man. <laughs> you backed me into a corner and that was it.
1: Like a like a daggum honey badger. Um, No. So the wife and I and and both boys, we got up this morning and went to breakfast. That was good. Um, And then we went to uh, Robbie Lobby or as some of you might affectionately call it uh, Hobby Lobby because we needed some fall decor in the nest. Um, It was really cool. We bought these uh, these two two packs of, of three where they're like little little crows. Right? Like the bird? <coughs> oh, um, cool. Because we are, in fact, a murder of crows. Um, As I was told the other day that uh, I am someone's favorite murder.
0: Um, Can you make that crow sound again? <coughs> Thank you. That's a good edit point for me. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I'm. I, I am. So when we
1: adopted our youngest, I wanted to make a sign. And Dr. Wife was adamantly against it for when we took a picture with the judge for her to hold it up and it would say the murder is complete Uh, because a lot of people don't know but three or more crows together is called a murder of crows and I thought that was hilarious and I thought it would even be even more funny for the judge to hold that sign Uh, but both our attorney and Dr. Wife told me that if I asked that they would hurt me so I didn't and it made me sad (laughs) I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. We went to, we went to, Hobby, we went Lobby. to Hobby Lobby. Went to Hobby Lobby. That was, hmm, circle it up. Uh, so, we went to Hobby Lobby, got some decorations, and for the first time in 13 years, um, I have framed my college diploma, uh, and we will be hanging that up in my office. Uh, but I also got this really awesome Christmas ornament that I'm super excited about. Then I know you can't see it out in the world, but I'm holding it up for Chadwick again because that's how excited I am. It is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Um It has long been a goal of mine. I don't know that I've ever shared with, with with you, Chadwick. It has long been a goal of mine to drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile.
0: Oh, me too. I've entered it like multiple times because they do it here in Colorado. It comes out here and I've entered it like multiple times and I never win. Like I, I'll pass it on the interstate –
1: when we would drive from Kentucky to Iowa, inevitably, at least once a year, we'd make that trek two to three times a year. And at least one of those times, I would see the Mobile on uh, I-80. And I would get so excited. And Dr. Wife would just be like, you are a child. And I was like, well, what does that make you? We're married.
0: Oh, you uh, know what? You've just created a bucket list item for me. To drive the Oscar Mayer Mobile on I-80 and stop at Iowa 80.
1: So if you do that without me sir I will hurt you.
0: And so we will go and here, take we'll, we'll go and take it to a Bucky's.
1: Here's the deal, oh, uh to all of our listeners, if you happen to have any pull or maybe you just would like to retweet this at Oscar Meyer if they have a Twitter account um, or X account or Twitter whatever the the cool kids are calling it these days. Uh, if you would like to just pester them and send this to them repeatedly so that they will give in and let Chadwick and I drive the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, or I'll even let them drive if they'll allow me to ride in it.
0: Yeah, I don't have uh, to drive it. I just want to hang yeah. out in it.
1: If I could just hang out in it, maybe eat a hot dog and let us record an episode with that in the background or us in it. Uh, and I would even give in on that if they just let me ride in it. But. Uh, so yeah, retweet this episode when it comes out on the Twitter or the X or whatever, and uh, let let Oscar Mayer know what's up. That's but that right. will probably be hanging on my Christmas tree this year. And I'm
0: pretty. Andy still. and Chad need to be in the Wienermobile.
1: Also, big uh, big youth football weekend for us. The youngest had two games. The oldest had a game, and he balled out. Um, our whole team balled out. Uh, The youngest team has given up maybe three touchdowns in five games. Um, So that's pretty good. And then the oldest game this weekend, I think they allowed like 12 rushing yards. The only yards really that they got were off penalties. And most of the penalties were on the coaches. I almost got kicked out. That was exciting. But uh, then college football kicked off. So it's just been a weekend of football. And wishing that I could be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I really want to be.
0: Like, so I spent all day Saturday. It was sports. It was the sports extravaganza for me. I watched Premier League soccer. I watched college football. And then I watched the Rangers and the Twins.
1: The Rangers are going to hurt you. I feel it in the soul. Um, did you watch Coach Prime? Did you watch? I did watch. I did you, watch CU. Are you now a Colorado fan because of Coach Prime?
0: Well, I, I am a Buffalo. Did you so, graduate
1: from Colorado?
0: I went to CU. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you did not answer my question.
0: I went to grad school in you. And CU.
1: Are you going to root for them
0: though? Yeah, I mean, I, I I've always had. They've just always been, you know. I have had a, you know, I I have a friend, kind of a prayer friend that, that someone just prayed with me, who's on the coaching staff, and so I've always kind of. Oh, is so he still them. on it after the yeah, uh, after the is. switch? Oh, I he didn't is.
1: realize that. That's awesome. I like
0: it. He's the only one that that that's remained. Sane. That's a good and choice. So I've huh? always that's a good choice. You know, and even last year when they fired the coach and and Mike Sanford, Mike Sanford Jr. was the coach. I mean, that was some. There was some ties to Indiana State there, so I felt, you know, I oh, I didn't. I, know I kind of felt was, partial to them. His son, I didn't.
1: I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't know that he. I thought he was still at Western.
0: He was the interim coach.
1: Oh, see, I didn't realize that.
0: Last year he had been on the staff. I think he was a quarterbacks coach or something like that, and they made him the interim head coach, and then he's gone. So, I mean, I have, uh, I guess I, I'm weary about the coach prime thing. I think they, they played really well. It's one game. Um, we'll see what happens, but I was a little weary about that. It was all a lot of hype, you know, and there, there just seems to be a lot of hype going around instead of um, kind of football, but they, they played really well, man. I don't know. Now you see, I saw in the news this morning the, uh, between his son, the quarterback and, and the I can't think of the kid's name who, who plays two ways. Um, their, their odds dropped dramatically to like 22 to one for the Heisman trophy. One of them, I think, uh, Dion's son is 22 to one. The other kid is 20 to one for the Heisman after one game. All right. After having like 100 to one odds.
1: Fair enough. Well, I mean, they balled out, man.
0: They, oh, yeah, they did. They
1: beat TCU. So uh before we get on because this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a hot episode, folks you're gonna wanna go ahead and, and strap yourself in because we're gonna say some controversial things today. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be if you thought our last few episodes were controversial, controversial uh get ready uh but allow the kids for this one. This is a kid friendly controversial show um so but before we do that, I need to take care of some business.
0: That's right, because there's no controversy about business, and we are men of business.
1: We are men of business, and I I spent some time with this fella tonight, uh, but uh, let me just uh, let everybody know a little bit about St. Galgano Armory, shall I? I shall. Thank you.
0: Yes, you Uh, shall.
1: (laughs) I shall. St. Galgano Armory is the premier destination for handcrafted and blacksmith merchandise. They use traditional techniques to create a unique and stunning piece, each one embedded with the spirit of St. Gogano himself. It's a work of art crafted with care and attention to detail. They believe that quality and authenticity are paramount and that they, uh, that's why they use only the finest materials and take pride in their commitment to traditional craftsmanship. Also a portion of all sales go back into the community. So if you wouldn't mind, go check out our friends at St. Galgano at etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory today. And you can also check them out on Twitter or X or whatever the cool kids are calling it and Instagram at at St. Galgano. He is right now. He is deep in a competition for making a dagger. So you can follow along on the progress with that on a soap excuse me on social media got the hiccups there out of nowhere that came and hurt. i thought i had a heart attack um but uh he is he is working his butt off at that
0: on a very uh, special hillbilly hillbilly and the hipster and he has a heart attack
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah follow his progress along sorry Keith, didn't mean to interrupt you with my heart attack um but check them out their their stuff is is pretty cool um uh, so we have it in our offices and our homes, uh, and we would, uh, definitely encourage you to do the same thing.
0: Yeah. So check them out again, it's Etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory, or hit them up on social media at St. Galgano. All right, Andy, where are we going with this?
1: All right. So I think the first thing we're going to talk about, um, this came out of out of left field today, if you will. Uh, friend of the show, Brandon. Uh, I know Brandon for a little bit, uh, a lot of bit, actually. Uh, he sends me this and a message today. Uh, and actually, both of our controversial topics come from friend of the show, Brandon. Uh, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say his last name, uh, but he never told me I couldn't. So we'll just say this. Brandon Ligon, uh, from somewhere in the great state of Kentucky. Uh, the Commonwealth, if you will, uh, sent us both topics, okay? And so the first one, I'm just going to read you from a list that he sent. Now, this, uh, full disclosure, this is not Brandon's list. This is not my list. This is not Chadwick's list. This list in no way reflects the viewpoints of the host of the show or the sender. Uh, it was a post. And he would like our opinions, and so I'm going to read these off one by one, uh, and we'll either agree or disagree, and probably fight about some of them.
0: Okay, so I can agree to like two. I have issues with a couple, but let's go. There's there's a few. Uh,
1: beans belong in chili. Now, before you come at me, uh, and before the listeners, because uh, this is a a very high dollar topic, if you will, in public. Uh, And I've seen marriages break up over this. Full disclosure, I have not. But it sounded good to say. Um, Beans belong in chili. Chad, yes or no?
0: I think that if you call it chili, chili does not have beans in it. And
1: I think if the word chili is in front of bean, it belongs in chili. So chili beans belong in chili. So, you're wrong. I'm right. That's a point for Andy.
0: Moving on. (laughs) That that doesn't fly
1: in Texas. Texas is its own country. You can't... I mean, don't get me wrong. Politically, I love it, but you can't tell me that they... Anyway. Uh, Jesus Freak. You know what I'm talking about. Sing it for me, Chad.
0: Sing me a line. I... I... The only line I think I know is that I'm a Jesus freak. I don't really know it all that much. I was never a very big DC Talk fan. Well,
1: we already know that Chad's wrong on this take. Uh, Jesus Freak is one of the best Christian rock songs of all time.
0: it says the best. Oh, Jesus Freak is
1: the best Christian rock song of all time. So since Chadwick doesn't know any of the words, uh, I'm going to guess that that's a hard no for you.
0: I know it when I hear it. And I always say no to hell with the devil by Striper is the best Christian rock song of all time.
1: Oh, that is a good one. And I didn't think about that one
0: because that actually got radio airplay on non-Christian radio. Cause they didn't know they were Christians.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I will say I love, love Jesus Freak to the point that I know that it's my generation song. Um, but driving down the road to this day, if that song comes on, my radio is full blast. I don't care how cold it is. The windows are down and I'm jamming.
0: So you just answered the question. I'm a generation before you.
1: I know you're old, Chad. We don't have So to, tell everybody. to hell
0: with the devil from Striper by Striper is the best Christian rock song <laughs> of all time.
1: Uh, but I think, OK, I might give that to you. But I think that Jesus Freak transcends generations. I think more people will be will be able to know and listen to Jesus Freak than to hell with the devil.
0: Striper throws out Bibles at their concerts. They still do. Does DC Talk? Oh, wait, they don't exist anymore.
1: I I don't understand. That's not an argument to be made on whether more people are going to hear Striper or, or Jesus Freak. Like that was that was weak sauce, and I'm ashamed for you.
0: You want my hot take about DC Talk? Nope, but you're going to give it to me. All right, I'm not now. I'm going I'm to no, be that no. way.
1: Oh, I just dropped my phone on the computer through. So I, mean, now, I, now I, I think if,
0: if DC Talk were the uh, new kids on the board. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, God.
0: Give it to me. Toby Mac is the Donnie Wahlberg of Christian music. Yes. Say it
1: again for the people in the back.
0: I mean, oh, that, man. I, God bless them. I love them. They're 250-something year old dudes still holding on to, like, and, and, you know, look, look, from the look, streets him. wearing the low-cut gotta, pants yeah. and Shelto Adidas. Oh, yeah. You need some jazz hands. I need
1: the jazz hands when you say it. <sighs> I will say uh, I, I don't know Donnie Wahlberg. I've never seen him in concert. Uh He does a fine job on one of my favorite TV shows, Um, but Toby Mack puts on a heck of a show. Yeah, heck he of a show. I, I've never seen him. Seen him a couple times. Thoroughly enjoy it. Thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so, my yeah, youth a church week-
0: member who's going to hear this. <laughs> I'm going to pay for that
1: <laughs> That's an off the air conversation that I have so <laughs> many questions about. Um, so, as a as a youth pastor in in Terre Haute, we before I left the first church I was at. Or not the first, but before I left the, the church before my last church. Um me and a couple of the, the other youth leader volunteer people, we had decided we were gonna have this event, right? And we were going to um we were gonna call I think we were gonna call it trailer fest because it really made sense if you knew the clientele. Um or the area, not the clientele. But we were gonna pull a flatbed trailer into our church's parking lot, and we're going to invite every youth group, regardless of denomination. And if they had like a a youth praise band, or they like to do um, interpretive movements, or anything like that, we're just going to give them time on the stage to do it. It It's going to be this big youth rally. But to get them hyped, we were going to get a bunch of the youth pastors and leaders together, and we were going to perform Jesus Freak and at some at the at the, at the appropriate time i was going to jump up onto the stage with the green letters jesus saves across my be- my belly that wiggled like a bowl full of jelly and and wrap the jesus freaks on. it never came to fruition but it it was so close to happening i mean we had some serious talks about it
0: there would have been a a, a lot of youth pastor job openings Oh, in Vigo, Vigo County, got, after that day,
1: we'd all got fired, but it would have been funny. Um, let's see. Next hot take. This, and again, this is one of those things if uh, my grandfather was alive, um, he'd punch me for saying this.
0: God bless this, man. I mean, I, I love your grandfather more and more and more. And just in the 15 minutes into this conversation, I love your grandmother, your grandfather more than I did.
1: Well, and hot take. Uh, Brenda may hit me harder for this than Jerry just throwing it out there um uh, A1 and again I don't necessarily believe this it's I'm reading from a list don't,
0: don't no I think read. you believe it
1: well we'll get to that but right now I don't have to admit it A1 is good even if the steak is cooked perfectly
0: wrong sir A1 is good not on a steak
1: so I that is definitely not my steak sauce of choice. If I'm going to ask for steak sauce, uh, I want Heinz 57.
0: Heinz 57 is good, but if your steak is cooked perfectly, you don't need sauce.
1: No, I, I whole wholeheartedly agree with that.
0: If, no, if a one steak is a one's the bomb on a hamburger.
1: Oh, shout out! You put some uh, grilled mushrooms and some a one on a hamburger, and I I'll destroy it.
0: And I'm old enough. That when I was a little kid, that was a, that was a marketing campaign for them. Putting A1 on hamburgers. They called them steak. You can make them steak burgers. Like A1 on a steak burger, on a hamburger every day, but on a steak, if it's cooked perfectly, you don't need anything. Maybe a little horseradish.
1: Nope. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, The next one, uh, Watergate is the best salad.
0: So I don't understand this. What is water? Uh Watergate's like Nixon getting kicked out of office.
1: So that's what I thought. So, uh, Brandon, I need your help, brother. Um, or Wait. anybody else.
0: Hold on. This is this makes great radio. I'm going to Google He's Watergate blood salad. Blood.
1: Yeah, I need to know what that is. Because I don't think right. that one didn't make sense to All me. All right.
0: According to the Google, there is Who's a Watergate like salad. Watergate Watergate salad, also referred to as pistachio delight. And I got to think, if something's called pistachio delight, this is showing up at a church potluck. Um uh, So we've probably seen it and just didn't know it. Green goddess salad. It doesn't say what's in it. It's made from, well, obviously pistachios. Oh gosh, yeah, I know what this is. This is, uh, I've seen this, but I don't think it was called any of this. It's like this is almost like the Jello salads they had in Ohio and Michigan, but it's It's like like the the pretzel pistachio fluffy, fluffy looking stuff. It's mainly well, like pistachio pudding, pineapple, cool whip and marshmallows. I've had this but I don't know it as Watergate salad and no sir, this is not the best salad cuz this is not a salad.
1: No, no. Uh so I uh, it's a no-go for me, it's a no-go for me, dog. The best the, salad
0: is a wedge
1: salad, followed closely by the Caesar. Um That'll but no I, uh no so I don't know so the the pretzels and jello, like that kind of the the pretzel salad, the strawberry it's got chunks of strawberry and then jello and pretzels and cool whip and no, I'm about that, but uh, that's not a salad. that is a dessert, sir.
0: So here's a hot take <laughs> or may I you know when I when I lived in Ohio, I went to a potluck and somebody's like, "You have to try the jello salad." And I was like, okay, so I thought I thought it was like fruit salad and a jello mold. No, it was legit salad and jello. It was like lettuce and tomatoes and jello and I'm like what is this monstrosity it literally was jello salad Now a better version of that that I will eat in sometimes at Vietnamese restaurants they'll give you a hand salad and it is like lettuce cucumber tomatoes wrapped in the rice paper so it's almost like a spring roll and you can eat that and dip and that is amazing
1: so, there was something my mom made when I was growing up because, you know, we were poor. Um, it's called fluff salad. And you take the jello packet, you don't make jello, just the or Kool Aid, whichever one, the powder of either jello or Kool Aid, and you one of those per one tub of Cool Whip. And then you're supposed to add cottage cheese, but I don't like cottage cheese, so I just left that out. And yeah. then pine- pineapple and mix it all together. So, you'd have the strawberry gelatin mix. So mm-hmm. I might try that. And that was legit. I don't know that I would consider it a salad, but
0: I we'll make it. Well, hold up. You were poor, you didn't have real Kool-Aid. You had the like no. Weilers or the yeah. store-brand packets. It was it was jello, but
1: it wasn't jello, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was the like great value gelatin mix from hell. Yeah. Um, so watergate so salad, that's here. That's, we learned know.
0: something, a watergate salad. And I'm like, if this was a salad they served at i'm a watergate now i understand why nixon resigned
1: that is the reason nixon re- nixon didn't resign because of his crimes nixon resigned because of that stupid salad uh, <laughs> you think next- this is a
0: staple at at uh quaker potlucks because nixon was a quaker so you think this was being brought at quaker potlucks
1: it's what they serve at every democrat convention since <laughs> i'm just so happy that nixon's gone uh, next, uh, next one. Nacho Libre is the best movie. Now, I, much like you, have never seen this movie.
0: Full disclosure, never seen Full it, but I am going to say
1: false. Now, uh, I do quote this movie often. generally oh, around I don't even know how to. Uh, generally around Thanksgiving or any time that I go to a barbecue buffet here, uh, because I need to wear my stretchy pants. But, uh... Yeah, I've not seen it, but it is on my list as soon as I have time to actually sit and watch a movie by myself because I don't think my wife or kids will watch it with me. Nor do I know if it's kid-friendly, so let me know.
0: I'm going to ballpark it's not, but what is my the best guess. movie? It's not Nacho Libre, so what's the best movie for you? Oh,
1: man, see, I can't I can't just say best movie overall. you got to give me a category.
0: Um, oh, so I could answer best movie overall is the original Rocky. It's great. You've never seen Rocky? Okay, so breaking these dan this is the final episode of The Hillbilly and the Hipster because Chad's heart has been shattered in a million pieces uh, multiple times Andy today. Crow. Multiple
1: times Multiple times. No, I've never seen it.
0: Alright, so I, I have multiple <laughs> copies. You're getting one in the mail. Yes. Um,
1: I don't know. One of my favorite movies of all time is like
0: you know, The Sandlot. That's A good one, that's a good
1: one. But, um, Land Before Time, the first one, solid tearjerker of a movie. Uh, Fern Gully has stuck with me. Uh, everybody's like, Oh, you're gonna go see Avatar? No, because I saw the original, I saw Fern Gully. Okay,
0: how about but, movies with real humans in them? Um, oh man, what is that
1: movie that they turned to cartoons? Rockadoodle, you ever see Rockadoodle?
0: No, cuz uh, I'm pretty sure you just made that up. Google it, sir.
1: Google <laughs> it. It's there. Uh Sean de No, not definitely not the best movie. Um one of my favorite movies I will say uh, is a Kevin Costner movie. It is uh For Love of the Game. Great great baseball love story. Um Also Field of Dreams gets me in the feels
0: every time. It's another cartoon movie. Oh, but it has yeah. Glenn Campbell in it. What, I'd be down. For, I'm down for any Glenn Campbell movie. Rockadoodle? Yes, as Glenn so Campbell. It, in it
1: starts off with real people, and then the farm is flooding, and like they're trying to save the animals. And I, mom is sitting in the room with the boy, and he hits his head or something and turns into a cartoon. And they just need the rooster to crow, and he's like this Elvis rooster. The it's rooster's Glenn Campbell. It's ridiculous, but highly recommend you watch it.
0: Yeah, right. I tried I'm, to get I'm, my
1: boys. I tried to get my boys to watch it with me one time, and they were like, "Dad, this is stupid."
0: I'm down. It's got Glenn Campbell in it.
1: All right, now here's one that uh, this is going to shock some people.
0: No, I, I, I have some, I have some opinions on this. I have some, I have legitimate talking points on this.
1: Nacho or the next one. The next one. Okay, Nickelback and polka music are both unironically good and produce bangers. Okay. So I'm going to start. I want to start this one.
0: Oh, I want to start because I got skin in the game, but go.
1: I don't understand where the hate for Nickelback comes from. Like, don't get me wrong. I crack the jokes too. Oh, my car was making this horrible noise, and then I took the Nickelback tape out. Like, I get it. It's funny. But Nickelback has some legit bangers.
0: But they've been together for over 20 years, and they're still producing records. So somebody's buying them. Yeah I I guarantee you you're in a, you're in the truck with me right we're
1: driving around and I'll I, if the, the song on the radio sucks I'm not going to sit there and listen to it just for background noise I'm going to flip I guarantee you anytime nickelback comes on the radio it's on like I don't I don't switch it look at this photograph every time I do it makes me laugh
0: I'm like, pretty sure I, I, that, is that is a the banger of a song but I mean, somebody's still buying those things, unless they're buying, unless they're moms and everybody else is buying them. I mean, those dudes are still touring. They're still making records. Now, the polka music, having been raised by Eastern European immigrants, I'm, okay, here we go. I've i heard some polka music. And I will say this. If you go through across the globe, I, would, I will argue that polka is the unifying music of the world. Because in any culture, so if you listen to Tejano music in Mexico, it is a polka. The the Tarantella, which is a major song played at Italian weddings, it is a polka. Jave Nagila, the Jewish song, is a polka. Like Polka is the universal music. It is the underlying thing of culture that brings us all together. Every culture so, has a polka, and every culture eats bread. Unless
1: you're, you know...
0: Not into carbs.
1: Um, so my only I, I have two references to polka music in my life. Two the biggest polka influence in my life is Weird Al Yankovic, like that man could rock a polka. Uh, but when realistic, if you're like Andy, what do you think about when you think of polka music? Uh,
0: John Candy. Right, he's Gus Polinski and the Polka Kings. Polka, polka, polka.
1: Yeah, that is that is when you say, Hey, let's listen to polka music. My mind instantly goes to the back of a U Haul van or, you know, the U Haul box truck with all of these polka guys and Kevin McAllister's mom. And I'm well, convinced I... that that's how she ends up in Schitt's Creek on that TV show
0: because that's a, both great shows. She, she went touring with Gus Polinski.
1: Married a guy, and then they moved to Schitt's Creek.
0: Well, I, I have been to quite a few Polish weddings and Polish family Polish gatherings. Guy. Well, by, I'm one quarter Polish, so... Nailed it. I've heard a lot of polka, polka, polka.
1: <laughs> John Candy was at your bat mitzvah. <clears throat> All right,
0: here we go. Oh, but when I went to see you, one of my professors... Oh. Colorado I was like when did you come see me <laughs> when I went to see you to the University of Colorado one of my professors was the director of photography on a multitude of John Candy films um, and one of my favorite John Candy films The Great Outdoors with Dan Aykroyd when on vacation uh, Rick Waite shout out Rick Waite he's a uh, long past but um, he used to talk about John Candy and tell stories about John Candy. And every time, this is after John Candy had, had died, this man would break down crying when he talked about John Candy. I never saw a man have so much love for another person like well, in his heart.
1: From everything that I've ever read and heard, like John Candy was a dude. Yeah. Just stand up, dude. Um, real quick before going to the next one favorite John Candy movie of all time.
0: It's the great outdoors. It's I not his best that. movie. It, it's a garbage movie, but I love it every time.
1: Mine is Uncle Buck.
0: Or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's my other and, favorite.
1: And the reason I think that is because, you know, growing up and then when when my oldest was a baby, I had in my head of the kind of father I would be.
0: You're and gonna had, be Uncle Buck? No,
1: no, not at <laughs> not, not at all. Right. But I had this idea of this dad I was going to be because I didn't have a dad growing up. Like I had my yeah. grandpa and my uncle, but, you know, and they were awesome dad figures. Don't get me wrong. But uh, at some point in your life, you want your dad. Right. Um, and so just dealing with all that. And then let's fast forward. Uh, my, my son will be 10 this week. My oldest will be 10 this week. Double digits. I'm not OK. Just if you're asking, uh, I'm not OK with that but um I have realized over the last 10 years I am less like Danny Tanner and more like Uncle Buck. Like, I've got the big snow shovel, and I'm like, let's make show double pancakes. You know, I'm the one that's embarrassing the kids and threatening to beat other kids up because you're being mean to my kid. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, I think we both have the same opinion on this next one. No PC game will ever top age of empires two um and that is a false for both of us why because no pc game will ever top organ trail
0: well and, and yeah I, I agree i'm not a gamer um i did play a lot of pc games way 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 back in the day i mean i've been in PC? front of a i've been in front of a computer since i'm seven or eight years old um and so it's either it's a toss up for me between Oregon Trail and I just remembered a game I used to play way back called Hunt the Wampus. And that was uh, you were trying to find this creature and it was a it was a turn based game, but there was a lot of like bottomless pits. I'm pretty sure Quicksand was involved in this game. Of you know, the graphics were were God, terrible, but it was, but it, was it, it was the best game. <laughs> and so, yeah, between that and Oregon Trail, I mean, I you know, any game where you can die of dysentery. That's I was about to say. Better. In the
1: time that this podcast has been on, like this episode has been on, we've died of dysentery four times. <laughs> like, or your ox died forging the river because it was too deep. Like, you went at the wrong spot. I think that's the reason why I like that spinoff of Yellowstone, where they're like, it's like uh-huh. 1886 or whatever, where they're like showing how the family got to Montana. Yeah, and I'm just like, all this is is the Oregon Trail game. Like They literally took the Oregon Trail and made a TV show about it.
0: So there's a spot on the internet where you could still play the original Oregon Trail.
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: I'll share that with you. I do it every now and then when I'm bored.
1: I wish you would. I'm going to do that at work.
0: Uh, I will share that with you. And uh, if uh, if somebody can hook us up with the mobile, I'll drop that in the show notes. <laughs> yes.
1: Shout out Mobile. Again, tag Oscar Meyer in this. They need to uh, look. They need to know. Uh, next <laughs> fry bread and walking tacos are the best form of tacos I don't know what fry bread is but I am not a fan of walking tacos
0: so I, I will say fry bread fry bread's good I've had it it's uh, supposedly taken from like Native American culture I will say it is fry bread and walking tacos are forms of white people tacos Not tacos. They are white people tacos.
1: It's always about race with you, Chad. I swear to God.
0: So I will say that uh, they're good forms of white people tacos, but the best white people tacos is the trailer park taco from Torchies.
1: Oh, Torchies! I forgot about Torchies. And then
0: you get it hillbilly style. Um, Walking tacos. Walking tacos aren't bad, but I never. I mean, walking tacos are like a poor man's frito pie. Yeah. And uh, frito I, really, pie is I, far I, superior to walking tacos.
1: I just, I don't know, man. I, I just never like. I'll if it's available, and I'm like Jonesing for white Mexican food, then yeah, sure. But like, I'm never gonna go to a concession stand at a high school football game on a whim and be like, yeah, could I get diarrhea in a bag? Because if I eat that at the first quarter of a high school football game. Some halftime, I have to leave because I can't use public restrooms.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. All right, so that's another paywall topic. We're going to break down Andy's phobia of public restrooms.
1: Look, if you work with me and where I'm at now at p like they know. And I get made fun of often because there are days that I just run when it's time for to leave or if I can't wait, I just,
0: oh. anyway. so do you not? do you not use the restrooms at work? Do work restrooms count as public restrooms to you? They do. Wow. So,
1: so, work restrooms, as in when I worked at Agape, I'd go to the bathroom there. Work restrooms in a government office? Nah. Nope, can't do it. <laughs>
0: You're going to die of kidney failure.
1: But what a way to go um moving on because that topic about got grosser than I need to uh candy corn gets hated on too often false candy corn doesn't get enough hate
0: candy corn's disgusting and every year i fall for it and i try and somebody's like no use this brand it's better get the chocolate ones and i try and i'm like this is disgusting
1: so if you have to make candy out of a vegetable shame on
0: you there's no corn and candy corn you do no, know I'm, that right I I do know that but like I was hoping you thought it was real corn now,
1: now funny story when I was a kid I didn't eat peas because I thought they were it was made out of pea <laughs> so I, I refi- like yeah I thought it was made out of urine uh because you know peas uh and to this day I still don't eat peas not for that reason they taste horrible. But oh. when I was a child and my grandma was like, hey, Andy, let's have some peas. And I was like, no. Who hurt you? Like You can eat urine, Brenda Crow, but this fat boy ain't. <laughs> I'll eat broccoli all day long, but I ain't eating peas. And I wouldn't drink root beer as a kid because I was morally opposed to children drinking beer. you were a little teetotaler. Look, I, I would shame kids on the playground for drinking root beer.
0: You were, I'm like, you were gonna, Bobby Hill. You were Bobby Hill when he went all Christian and he held up the sign inside the classroom window for the y'all going, to, y- y'all going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you were a little teetotaler, but you had candy cigarettes. So cigarettes oh. were fine for youngins. but never I, f-
1: I am from Kentucky. My uh my stepfather's family raised tobacco. <laughs> I, I started like... smoking in the sixth grade. Children, Children do you. not smoke. It is not good for you. Don't put them up. Don't, you don't actually, pick them
0: up. Like legitimately smoked? Yes. Oh, yes. not just kidding.
1: Oh, no, like, at, like I started smoking in sixth grade. I would lift packs of cigarettes from my mother and stepdad or my cousin's grandfather. So not our mutual grandfather, but on the right. other side of he would buy us cigarettes. Like we would go to, to Owensboro. To the mall, and he would buy us cigarettes. We'd smoke them in the car with him. So I, I remember cigars, that. and and so I quit smoking when I turned. Was it eighteen? Yeah, uh, it was the night of graduation. Memo was like real sick, and in the hospital with pneumonia, so she missed my high school graduation. Um And so I went from graduation, well, from the hospital to graduation, back to the hospital to like the project graduation. I don't know what they call it now. It's the after the school party that they put on for the the outgoing seniors. Mm-hmm. And then from there back to the hospital. Like I didn't go home and go to sleep because you know I went to I went to the hospital with Papa. And so I'm super sleep deprived and and Pap's super sleep deprived. And he was like, all right, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. And so it, the way the hospital used to be, there was this little courtyard in the middle of the, you know, You'd go out and exit, but it was just surrounded yeah. by the rest of the hospital. It was a little courtyard. all lit a cigarette and walked around the corner because he was just pacing, right? He was just nervous because we we thought it was it then. And that was years, like 23 years ago. Um, and so all lit a cigarette and was pacing, and I was leaning up against the door. I was like, man, I'm tired. And I grabbed my pack of Camel Lights, and I just lit one up. And about the third drag, all turned the corner, and he goes, what in the hell? And I launched the cigarette, and I was like, "Uh."
0: The hospital 18. burnt down.
1: Hospital burnt down, <laughs> uh, and so like he just looked at me like, "I'm 18; it's completely legal." Like, and it, and somehow like I was like, "Look, I'm sorry just just don't tell Mama, like she doesn't need this right now." And he's like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna put her under that stress. It'll be fine." What does he do? He walks his dumb self into her ICU room. I sit down on one side of the bed. He's on the other. We, like, both got a hand. I'm half asleep, and Papa leans forward and goes, Bink, because that's what he called her, Bink. Cutest thing I've ever seen. Bink, your idiot grandson smokes. And I set up. I mean, I was instantly wide awake, and I was like, are you kidding me right now?
0: He sold you and out. she, oh, my God, she did.
1: But, well, he was supposed to be quitting, too, was the thing. And I know my mom smelt it. And so she was getting ready to yell at him. So he he sold me out to keep from getting in trouble. And so then I had to promise her that I would quit. So I did for a while. But yeah, no, I legit started smoking in sixth grade.
0: So you had relatives or people who would buy cigarettes for you? Let me tell yeah, you. And then, uh, and
1: then when I started working at McDonald's uh, as a sophomore, uh, my best friends at the time were seniors and they were eight. So they would buy them. Like They'd come in the break room and be like, hey, we're making yeah. a cigarette run. And, I'd give them they'd come back with a couple packs of camel lights that I would hide in my car so my mom wouldn't find them. And when she did, I'd be like, oh, I guess Brian left them in the car. My bad.
0: Well, let me tell you about a magical place called New Jersey in the 80s, where I never smoked. I, I always thought it was disgusting and I was afraid of fire. But my oh, mother and real. my mother and stepfather would send me to go buy their cigarettes oh. at like Six or seven years old, in a bar.
1: Oh, never! A bar. We
0: lived on top of a bar. I would have to go downstairs to the bar, and go to the bar to ask for change because you know vending machines back in the day they didn't take dollars, so you well, needed change. Oh, you,
1: I forgot about the, the cigarette vending machines.
0: And so, and if the bar that was in our building, if the vending machine was out or I couldn't get change, I'd have to walk across the street. To a nasty bar, sometimes in my pajamas, and ask for change to buy cigarettes in the vending machine. I used to
1: go into the convenience store all the time and, and buy a pack of Marvel Reds for mom or uh, Winston's for Peppa. I'd walk in and be like, hey, uh, who are you here for? And I'd be like, Peppa. And they get a pack of Winston's. I'd give them a five. <laughs> they'd give me a dollar and a quarter back. and I'd be on my way. Oh, yeah. Like that's also uh, in high school. I worked for the state police um, to go buy alcohol to see you uh, were a narc.
0: Yeah, you were a narc for the state police.
1: And the state police would give me would give me money, and they would pay me like I, I made good money doing this. Because the state police was like,
0: "Where's that that six year old teetotaler who won't drink root beer? Let's get him on this case." So, like,
1: they would drive me to Bowling Green or Paducah or Madisonville, and I'd go into, like, Kroger liquor stores. I went into a bar one time and sat down and ordered a beer. Like, and the state would would buy the alcohol, and I'd come out and give the the trooper that I was, you know, because I was in my own car. Yeah. I'd come out and give the trooper the the beer and the receipt, and they'd go in and write the store a ticket. And then we'd go off to
0: the next one. Look at you, like little Bobby Hill playing Raylan Givens. Yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> that's probably my favorite job I've ever had. All
0: right, last
1: one, and then we're gonna we'll move on. Which this is taking way longer. I no, think this we'll, I uh, mean we
0: we we can wrap up after this.
1: Uh, pro wrestling will always be the ultimate form of theater.
0: I don't necessarily disagree with this.
1: Oh, I was not expecting that from you.
0: I, I don't necessarily disagree with this. I mean, obviously, there's there's a ton of athleticism. I mean, like, hell, heck, I'll I'll say this. If Cirque du Soleil, I I may have slipped an A G double hockey sticks. It's all right. Hell's in the Bible, it's real. But I'll say this. Here's a hot take. If Cirque du Soleil, which is the most boring thing on God's green earth that i let I went i sat through the first act and left if that's considered theater no then pro wrestling is definitely much better theater i mean let's face it for 40 years it's a soap opera for men and young for men for males it's a soap opera for males yeah. um, um and you know so it's not sport i mean there's athleticism in it sports entertainment far. sir sports yeah. entertainment well i forgot when sports became entertainment that's true But, I mean, I'm not going to deny there's there's a ton of athleticism involved in it, but Cirque du Soleil is theater that, yes, pro wrestling is definitely an ultimate form of theater because there's a storyline in pro wrestling. I mean, heck, when I watched it 40 years ago, there's some of that storyline still playing out today.
1: Well, we've got a a German guy, you know, taking on the good old American boy right now. So, like, I... I watch it as a kid. I didn't miss it. I mean, I would stay every Monday night. I would go to my aunt and uncle's house, and we, as a family, aunt, aunt, uncle, two female cousins, and myself, would cram around the TV on Monday night. And we would have hamburgers every Monday. We called them raw burgers. They weren't raw. It was meat, Monday it night was raw. Monday night raw. So we had raw burgers, and we would literally watch Monday Night Raw. And on commercials, we'd flip over the WCW show. Like it was. And I'll never like we used to give my uncle God love him and thankfully I don't think any of the I don't think they listen to this podcast. And I say thankfully, kind of facetiously, because and we we give Donnie crap about this to this day. So my uncle Donnie, um if you were in band with me, you know you know who Donnie is. Um <clears throat> big boisterous guy, you know who Donnie is, right, Chad? You've met Donnie a few times.
0: I've met Donnie, yeah. Yeah.
1: So big boisterous guy. <laughs> But man, he would fall asleep like driving at night with him was always like, I thought Claudia was going to kill him because he almost killed all of us. He just falls. You have
0: like narcolepsy?
1: No, he, this was before his diagnosed with uh, sleep apnea. Oh, sure, sure. is before that was, that was a thing. Right. And so, and the man, like he works his tail off. So he's legit tired. And so we'd be sitting there. And when he would get tired, he would get off the couch and he would sit on his knees and lean over the coffee table, and then eventually he would succumb and would be just you know head dangling, and so Owen Hart died right like that's mm-hmm. you so that happened and like
0: a year later, you 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 took a year of mourning,
1: no but like <laughs> so that happened and a year later. Donnie has fallen asleep and and. We're like Donnie, you got to wake up. Like you're you're missing it. The main event's coming on. Like it's gonna get it's getting good, man. Uh, I'm I'm awake. I'm watching it. Nope, I'm pretty sure you're asleep. No, no, no. I'm watching it. Well, what's going on? Undertaker's whooping up on Owen Hart. Nope, Donnie. Owen Hart's been dead for a year. What? <laughs> like, you've been asleep that long, brother?
0: <laughs> it's Rip Van Winkle. <laughs>
1: But uh, no, so I and so I watched wrestling all the way up till probably me and Ashley got together, and then when Doctor Wife and I got together, I quit watching it. Um, probably because I worked nights and just I couldn't watch it. Like if I was home and I wa- you know, I'd watch it every so often. Um, but when my oldest got to be somewhat old enough to watch it. Uh, like it brought me back into it cause it was something me and him could share. Now we, uh, we watch them all the time together. So, yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that.
0: Yeah. My, my wrestling take is I, I didn't watch, I didn't watch a ton of it. I, I, when I was a young kid, I watched it with my great grandmother who could hardly speak English. She had a really heavy Polish accent. And so we'd watch wrestling. She loved wrestling. Um, And when they would come on, the guys that she hated, and I think there were more guys she hated. I couldn't tell you who she was a a supporter of, but I know, like, she hated Andre the Giant. And she would just, she would cuss. So her accent became very clear when she started uttering English cuss words at the television for whomever she hated. And then, of course, like, I was... You know, I, I was a kid during the, the WWF sort of heyday in the in the mid 80s. You know, Hogan came along with Mr. T and the first WrestleMania and all that stuff. So I remember I couldn't watch WrestleMania because we couldn't get pay-per-view. So I rented it from Blockbuster and so yes. never really watched it. So I ended up watching it. I, I mean, it's probably a good month after, right, it had taken place. And so, you know, you, there was no Internet, but, you know, there was the the playground, the playground talk, you knew what had happened, but then I had to really see it from my own eyes. So I remember watching it on video like 30 yeah, or 45 days a, later.
1: As a kid, we would go and we'd stay with Memo on Friday nights, me and me and my cousin, Sarah, and we would go to the local video store, which in my town was called Sights and Sounds. Mm-hmm. It was in this little strip mall. And so we would go in and every Friday night we'd go to dinner. Either Memo would cook dinner. And we would go get movies or we would go out to dinner, depending on which weekend. Like every other weekend, we'd either eat at home or eat out. Um, So we'd eat and then we'd go get movies. And so Sarah would rent. The one that I remember was Drop Dead Fred. Sarah,
0: which no, I remember I don't, that movie.
1: I don't know why it's six or seven years old. We're, we're watching Drop Dead Fred, but it was a different time. Like I don't know that I would have let my six or seven year old watch Drop Dead Fred, but anyway, um, and then I rented <laughs> SummerSlam from '92. I believe that was it, where uh Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior teamed up against Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik, who was oh, General yeah. General Akbar at the time. That was when uh, yeah. Sergeant Slaughter was an Iraqi sympathizer, right? Um, Which just ruined Sergeant Slaughter for me. I still hold a grudge, Um, and I'm not even patriotic, and I still think he's a garbage human being for that. Um, and I remember me and Sarah staying up literally all night. So we started watching Drop Dead Fred at eight o'clock, and when it went off, we put in SummerSlam, and when SummerSlam went off, we put in Drop Dead Fred, and just back and forth until Memo got home from the paper out, and she was like, "Why are you two still awake?" yeah man back when back when renting movies was that was a was a thing that was awesome
0: well and that's the other thing you know if we, we were able to buy cigarettes we were definitely able to rent drop dead fred nobody was questioning you as long as you didn't go behind the beaded curtain you could rent whatever you wanted from that front room
1: oh absolutely Yeah, man, like, it was just a different time back when I was, again, even back when you were a kid, and uh, just completely, and then even generation before us compared to what it is now, but, like, I mean, I, there were certain people that I would go in and buy cigarettes for myself, like, and I can remember just as long as I could hear mom's voice telling me to come in, or I could get home when the streetlights came on, like, I was out. Yeah just a completely different time and part of me th- wishes that it was still that time. Um, yeah. Because I, you know, and we've had this talk before, like times are crazy. I, I was texting with uh, some colleagues, um, not necessarily in P, but with a, a third party contractor that we have, uh, we were talking back and forth and she had said something, and there's something going on personally. It wasn't, um, caseload related we were just talking personal stuff and uh this was sunday (laughs) and i said well that just further shows the depravity of the world and how far we've fallen and that we just the decency in the world is gone and we we've definitely fallen further and further away from god and then i quickly realized like i went preacher andy real quick (laughs) and i was like sorry that's just something i can't turn off love you
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember as a kid, the park, growing up in Jersey, the park lights went off at 10 p.m., and that was your clue. It didn't matter what you were in the middle of. You had no clue what time it was. Those lights went off. I knew I had between five to 10 minutes to get home. That was it. Lights went off. I had to get home, and depending on the mood my mom was in, I had five to 10 minutes because somewhere around like five after 10, the news the TV news or the radio news channel would be like, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? And if I was home after that, I might have faced some repercussions.
1: Yeah, so the the street lights came on at dusk. And yeah, so- I didn't think
0: they came on at dusk. Well, specifically in this park, the park I played in, yeah. they went out, like the basketball court lights went out at 10, and you had the book so, yeah. at home.
1: I never went to the park because I had, you know, I had parameters on where I could go. Uh, but, like, you had to be able to hear a voice because she'd call you for dinner time. And mm-hmm. like, she wasn't going to yell. Now, my mom's voice, much like my own, it carries. Like, it, she doesn't have to yell for somebody six blocks away to hear, or at least used to. Um, but, uh, so, you know, you you'd hear a call for dinner and you'd run home and eat dinner and then you'd come right back out. And you had until, till the streetlights came on, and if you weren't home, either, like a minute after the streetlights came on or before the streetlights came on, you were you weren't, you weren't happy. Um, but I just think like, so we we've had some hot takes tonight, and it's some controversy, if you will, um, mostly with me not seeing Rocky,
0: but uh, you're dead to me, sir.
1: And that's that's all fine and good. But I I think to kind of bring us home, if you will, um, you know, we we all tend to have these these so called hot takes of this and that and, and, and really you can take all of those with a grain of salt. But here here's the one hot take that is legit. Um salvation is a term.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: life is eternal whether whether you have found the grace that is salvation or whether you have completely turned your back to salvation and walked away from it uh, eternally you will be somewhere that hot take uh, hell is hot
0: amen it is uh, hell is hot and, and hell is real
1: and, 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 and it's it's something that can't be a belief. you either are in or you're out
0: Right, because the one thing I'm preaching through Revelation and, you know, there's no lukewarm. There's no middle road. You can't ride the fence. You are either in or you're out.
1: Yep. And so, you know, as, as kids, I think we all kind of had this goofy viewpoint of hell, right? We're like, um, yeah, I'm going to hell and I'm going to party with the devil. Well, I
0: don't. Well, I think as Americans, we have that goofy rule oh, view of hell, I, regardless I remember, of age.
1: I can remember kids... You know, because, you know, I, I was in middle school and high school when the whole grunger uh, mm-hmm. rock scene hit and with Nirvana and all of that. And, you know, it just this thought of Marilyn Manson became big at that point, And this thought of, well, I'm just going to be friends with the devil and poke people.
0: Marilyn Manson is not grunge, sir. And grunge did not sing about no, the devil. I,
1: but you know what I mean?
0: I do.
1: I'm fully aware that Marilyn Manson isn't grunge, but during that whole grunge scene, Manson came on yeah. Came on pretty big too. Um and generally the people that like grunge tend to at least where I'm from tend to drift towards Marilyn Manson and all that as well. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no. Wow. Um, you know, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson, all that. You went from grunge to that. Now I I liked Rob Zombie for a while. Um that's that's a whole other podcast though um where was it going with it oh like but you know and a lot of people that I knew at that time they were like hey you know, I'm just gonna go to hell I'm gonna be friends with the devil I'm gonna poke people in the butt with pitchforks and I think what we fail to realize and I think as adults we fail to teach because nobody really likes to talk about hell um the devil gets no special privileges in hell he like everyone else is going to be cast into the lake of fire
0: mm-hmm
1: and there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and he will be right along with that. He's not the Lord of hell, right? He is there for the same reason that everybody else will be. And so here's your hot take. Find the Lord. Amen. Because that, that is the only way to heaven. All roads do not lead to heaven. Uh, there is There is one way. And it is through uh, the forgiveness and repentant, uh, the forgiveness of sin, which comes through repentance. Um, and so, without that, you're not getting there. And so, That's no right. matter, no matter how good of a person, I'm going to use "good" in quotes because anyway, uh, no matter how good of a person you think you are, it's not good enough.
0: No. You can't Jesus Christ enough. is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through Him.
1: So we may, we may laugh at some of these hot takes, but just know there's some real hot takes out there. Uh, And we would love to talk to you about that one in particular, any, any hot take that you have, uh, you know, throw that out there this week. But if, if you have questions uh, concerning the hot take on heaven and hell and salvation, reach out to us, reach out to your, your pastor. Uh, Let's, let's get those questions answered uh, because As much as we would love to meet you guys that that listen, that we don't know as much as we'd love to meet you in person, uh, that's probably not going to happen unless, you know, something drastic happens. But I do know this, that one day, uh, if you have the assurance that I have, that we'll be able to meet in heaven, Uh, and it's going to be a lot cooler there than it is here. So Amen. That that is my my final hot take to kind of to kind of bring us home and we we've shared some laughs and some some hurt feelings tonight and I'm okay with that. Uh but as long as you know that Jesus loves you, this I know. Uh and that he loved you so much that he died for you so that you could spend eternity with him. That's that's the important part of this episode.
0: Amen. Amen. So yeah, you can reach out to us. Uh, you can email us hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. Um, you could hit us up on X at HillHipsterPod. Um, check out St. Galgano Armory. Remember, it's again, it's Etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. Um, you can connect with them on social media at St. Galgano. And just remember that repent and believe. And then the Lord is is with you and he is for you
1: Where's the record button to stop it <music>